Hello, everyone, and welcome to Conversations in Global Health, a podcast led by three students from King's College London, sponsored by Circle U. We seek to bring awareness to the pressing global health issues of today in an accessible manner by engaging in important conversations with field experts offering insights into their fascinating work. We're so glad you could join us for today's episode, Representation Matters, the Importance of Gender Equity in Conflict Zone Healthcare. Today's episode is hosted by Jyotika. everyone. Welcome to the episode. I'm joined today by Mona Kaiti. Welcome, Mona. Would you like to start off by telling the listeners a little bit about yourself? Thank you very much for having me. Um, I always find it like difficult to introduce myself. So uh, uh, my name is Mona Kaiti. I'm Syrian. I worked on the ground in besieged uh, area in Syria. Uh, called Eastern Ghouta. Um, I was frontline medical um, professional. Um, I have uh, two degree, one in pharmacy and the uh, second one in clinical biochemistry, which means in Syria, um, laboratory medicine. Um, and also I came here almost two years ago. I did my second master in global health and conflict. Um, and also, I'm um, part of uh, the Syrian civil society. Uh, so, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, you. Obviously, she's got a lot to say, and I'm very excited to speak with you today. <laughs> Thank um, you very much. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> um, so how about we start by talking a little bit about your time working as a frontline medical worker, as you mentioned, in Eastern Ghouta, yeah. an opposition-held area of Syria. Could you tell us... A little bit about that time and your experience providing care in an active conflict setting. Yeah, uh, basically, I um, I was working in my hometown, uh, town Duma. It's uh, a city in Eastern Ghouta. Eastern Ghouta went under siege from complete uh, siege from 2013 until 2018, and then um, people who uh, basically uh, didn't sign a reconciliation agreement uh, with the regime they uh, forced to leave the city so uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's considered at that time one of like the most uh, uh, like horrific uh, places on earth uh, because it's considered the longest siege in uh, modern history so uh, i was the only laboratory doctor there uh, basically, the total population were almost 400,000 uh, pe- people there. So I was the only one who have a degree in uh, uh, that uh, um, speciali- speciality. Uh, I worked as basically as a, a supervisor of uh, one of uh, the biggest laboratory uh, facility in Eastern Ghouta, but my main work was uh, uh, basically um, scientific manager of uh, um, um, medical education initiative, which basically helped to provide uh, edu- medical education to young female and male who want to pursue like uh, medical uh, career. Uh, so my my main 
job was to uh, design the curricula and uh, the practical, uh, practical and uh, um, also uh, br- uh, communicate with, with donors to provide the fund and also make sure that everyone is safe and have like safety uh, um, plan uh, and make sure that we deliver proper education to in besieged area. So with uh, shortage of fund and resources and also to support um, people who are basically working on the front line because also we, we had at that time shortage in uh, medical uh, personnel. So this is what's my, like, the most, like, uh, interesting experience I ever had. Um, and I think it will be the most interesting I will ever also uh, have in the future. So uh, basically, uh, this is what um, was, we, we had to basically two major. Um, uh, one is uh, uh, basically to train people to be um, nurses, basically, um, um, and also the other one to to also have uh, 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 staff who are like well uh, trained regarding uh, laboratory medicine because also this uh, uh, place we we uh, we were like having this um, extremely shortage of um, staff and the uh, we 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 want. Uh, Basically, we started started uh, at first to train people within the uh, um, field hospital, but it was like extreme pressure on the worker, and also because it's basically um, hospital in Syria is basically always targeted by uh, the Syrian regime and Russia. So uh, we wanted to have a facility, specific facility, to protect those. Uh, young uh, uh, male and female, and also to uh, to not put like additional pressure or like uh, uh, additional work on the uh, healthcare provider at uh, hospital. And eventually, all at least uh, like um, I can't remember the exact percentage, but. Uh, uh, people who were like trained well, they become also um, um, a health, like um, they start to work in um, hospital as frontline um, healthcare provider. So it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously a lot going on with staff shortages as well as um, being able to provide education and kind of empowering local community members to yeah be yeah exactly part of the health exactly team. to to basically because uh, we were in besieged area everyone feel that they have this responsibility to uh, uh, to to help uh, their communities right, so right. for us we we designed this program or this initiative to also help people to to have purpose because mm-hmm. uh, living in besieged area without like bro- access to proper uh, education it's uh, uh, i had like lots of conversation with young uh, uh, women and young men they felt like um, severely depressed they are living in uh, uh, zone uh, in conflict 
uh, uh, Zoom. They don't have any like. Uh, they felt at that time they don't have any future. So, and also the regime tried to, 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 to say that this is an area basically held by terrorists. All people live there are ter- uh, terrorists. So we, we, we wanted to say, no, it's kind of resistance. Mm-hmm. We are trying to, to, to create alternative uh, medical education system and we are not terrorists. We we love life. We we wanted to 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 serve our community, and I think it's it's not just just um, about the providing um, like uh, well trained medical person, uh, personnel. It's about resistance to resist all this oppression um, uh, systems and also uh, some of our students. Some of like. Uh, uh, the male students. Basically, many of them, they joined um, the militia as a fighter, as a fighters. When when they have an option, another option to get education and then pursue medical health uh, like uh, um, uh, career, they drop their basically weapons and they choose to, to to, to 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 go in like uh, mm-hmm. different direction so it's it's kind of like social change and also mm-hmm. social um, mobilization mm-hmm. if i might say yeah so it's it's not just about because uh, for me as as a feminist also i cannot um um everything is like political and every, every um, all these layers are extremely connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, education as a tool for empowerment. Yeah. And- yeah, exactly. And exactly. And also because our community is quite conservative community. Yeah. Lots of like um, uh, female, uh, uh, lots of women don't have um, the luxury mm-hmm. to to access um, education. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so having this, uh, especially um, before the, the revolution and the conflict, this area, we didn't have um, um, a university. Anyone uh, need to, 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 to get education. They need to travel to Damascus to uh, get education. Many of like conservative uh, family, they didn't allow their daughters to go to the Damascus. So having this uh, institution in the same area and they know uh, all, all people, like the whole community know all the staff, they know our like background and families and all this kind of stuff. And this create like um, uh, an acceptance mm-hmm. and uh, that also helped us to, to yeah, I, I remember almost 70% of our students were female. Um, basically, because also we we tried in this like dire situation mm-hmm. without access to resource to provide transportation. Right. Uh, so uh, because basically we thought that at that time that uh, men uh, they can cycle, they mm-hmm. can like go like have walk and go to and arrive to university or any place but women don't have the this uh, luxury because we in besieged area you'll find like lots of checkpoints and with people who cover in their faces you don't know them so some family they were like 
uh, trying to protect their um, uh, daughters. So providing transportation was like insurance policy. Mm-hmm. And also because in that community, there is like uh, um, early marriage become like the new uh, norm. It's also in any conflict. It's uh, uh, it's, it's um, a coping a, a mechanism, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, so we tried also to have like daycare okay. uh, with nanny to also to help women who are like having like uh, babies to 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 have Care same for. yeah access to to education and also provided uh, breastfeeding. Uh, mm. hours for for our students so um uh, we tried to make it uh, to make that project as sensitive as possible mm-hmm. um uh in that situation yeah yeah as, as easily accessible so that as many people can benefit yeah. as possible yeah right. we cannot say that it's perfect but regarding our resources and yeah. our information because also i some of like uh, uh, like gender or like feminist like terms and stuff i didn't know at that time yeah so we uh, we tried to be sensitive as possible i yeah. i wouldn't say that we we were the best no it's a, it's conflict area you cannot do like any perfect stuff yeah, do what you can with what you have kind of thing. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um, so just for our listeners, we're talking about the Technical Institute of Medical Sciences and the medical school in um, Eastern Ghouta, um, yeah. which um, Mona here co-founded. Um, and absolutely, it's it's a great institution and a great cause, um, especially, again, as, as she specified, as a way of kind of taking back the city into your own hands and taking their futures back into their own hands. Um, So within that context, can you tell us a little bit about like, what do you think the lessons were that you were looking to teach these future medical professionals practicing and learning about medicine in an active conflict zone? I'm I'm, I'm trying recently to reflect on that experience. And for me, the first like, uh, lesson learned f- from that experience that local community always find their way to cope, mm-hmm. to 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 resist. Uh, uh, regarding um, also uh, because we lived in country that we don't feel that we belong in that uh, to that uh, uh, regime to that system. Mm-hmm. We were like uh, more individual uh, individualized. We were uh, we were like trying to 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 survive as uh, individual, and we didn't have any space for civil society or like for any kind of initiative. That mm-hmm. it's uh, I'm talking beyond the. Uh, medical profession uh, it's helped people to 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 also to engage uh to 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 feel that they have or they must act and they have responsibility toward their uh, uh, t- uh toward their uh, uh community or society and uh, and also i learned a lot from uh for me uh, as 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 person and also uh, that was um, uh, what I, I I was trying to reflect in my uh, dissertation, um, the dissertation I did at St. George's. Um, that uh, 
in most time, the gender aspect of healthcare professional and uh, um, it's, it's always neglected area. It's always, oh, it's not like priority this mm -hmm. time. And we need to focus on like just providing um, health uh, services without like being any kind of, uh, or giving any kind of attention to the, the workers, uh, workers themselves, especially women, because at least from my experience, from uh, like interviews I did for my dissertation, uh, women felt that there is like structural and like uh, um, barrier or uh, I can say um, they were excluded from me, um, uh, decision making at mm -hmm. all level um, regarding uh, like um, political uh, decision for health because Syria, the, 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 the health system also uh, politicized. Uh, uh, um, and they didn't even have any kind of like uh, uh, decision making regarding any kind of like services or like making plan or preparation, uh, for example, for uh, um, COVID, they didn't like get involved in, in like making any kind of plan. So was what I'm also trying to do um, uh, to say that this is an issue that should be uh, giving like uh, attention from beginning of any conflict. Okay. Because uh, it, Syria conflicts has been like 11 years mm -hmm. and the women's situation, it's the same. They are excluded from all Decision, areas. Right. Yeah, time exactly. Time again. Yeah, I, I know some, some uh, right now some like local initiative and some like health Lead, uh, leaders and researchers, they are trying to push that uh, to be like uh, a main issue for discussion mm -hmm. right now, but it's uh, it's not well like uh, um, uh, applicable on uh, the ground in okay. Syria. Okay, so kind of making sure that all of these future medical professionals and health professionals understand where the gaps are in the system and how to yeah. address them. Um, yeah, and exactly. making sure that they continue to prioritize the minority population who are constantly being and consistently being neglected within the health yeah. system. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, also, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's also, uh, we should have this, like, I'm not going to see, see uh, say, feminist approach. I'm going to say gender sensitive approach right. to also examine how different like gender, race, like uh, background, um, or like people from this uh, different background access health services. Right. Because uh, in, in, in Syria, uh, I always hear, oh, women can uh, have the same like access to medical services uh, 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 like men. No, it's not the same because mm -hmm. women need to be worried about their like safety on the road and they need transportation. And also uh, she, uh, basically they need to ask permission from the, the male garden and all this like um, um, stuff interfere with their access to 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 uh, health care mm -hmm. and honestly uh, 
the Syria situation, uh, basically the local health care provider knows the situation on the ground, but mm -hmm. regarding the the um, like um, uh, designing like project and all this kind of stuff, if you don't know the context very well, mm -hmm. you will not uh, like provide a project that is accessible for all people. Right. Right. Absolutely. So, um, uh, the the point I'm trying to say here that it should be like um, uh, it, it should be uh, the, I'm I'm trying to translate my, the idea in my head. Yeah, the including local health um, uh, local healthcare provider in any designing and implementation of program is. It should be the key here, absolutely. Because in any in any conflict, not just in Syria, uh, the mm -hmm. Syrian conflict, because they know how to speak to their community, they know how what what need to be done here or, or and what not to be done here. So I think it's uh, also it's important uh, uh, point that need to be focused on, and also. Uh, as as previous um, healthcare provider and as a victim of many war crimes in Syria, I feel that we as a healthcare provider we were uh, left alone to deal with um, our own trauma. Right. Because you are as as a frontline healthcare provider you, you should be like brave and providing um help to be to be all the time there is no room for any like mental breakdown or like uh, room for any kind of emotion you must act like stone cold to, robot yeah kind yeah exactly exactly but you are witnessing uh, witnessing crime Absolutely. on daily basis and when you are still working on in like um, um, uh, conflict zone, you this is like stuff that's gonna be like neglected uh, yeah, in your brain. But when you leave that area, this is these memories will hit you bad, right. uh, badly. So I feel as we I feel that we left alone. We didn't receive any kind of like mental health support to help us to continue our work on the ground. And after we left, I'm, I'm talking about myself, after I left Syria, no one asked me, how are, are you? doing? Yes, absolutely. Con consistently neglecting mental health care. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's, it's, a, it's, it's extremely important. For me, access to mental health is political. It's mm -hmm. not just access to 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 health services. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, because if you are an activist and also witnessed lots of war crimes, and you are suffering from mental health um, or trauma, uh, etc., it will affect your activism and it affects all uh, like way of uh, or like all aspect of uh, of your life so that's why i consider it it's it's not just like um, uh, a health service it's also political it's uh, because without 
uh, accessing proper health uh, or proper mental health, you'll be isolated and you are not gonna be involved in any like justice um, effort. And this is also political. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. And also, uh, I want to say that also we need to focus on the personal uh, experiences and stories. Uh, for me, as woman, as Syrian woman, during the conflict, I always felt that our stories as women all, always neglected. Uh, we were silenced. Uh, uh, we were forgetting. So, doing qu uh, qualitative research, I think it's extremely important to focus on women experiences and what kind of barrier and what kind of like um, system, uh, systems of oppression that women uh, face or any kind of like people who, um, um, I'm, I'm not just talking about a, a woman, I'm uh, also LGBT community, um, people from like uh, minority background, I don't like uh, using minority background so mm -hmm. but uh, it's uh, the, uh, what I want to say that even in conflict people experience like a self in diff completely different way yeah. and I think it's it's important to focus on uh, people experiences and stories because there is tendency to, to deal with people as they are numbers mm -hmm. during conflict Absolutely. And honestly, we are not numbers. Uh, we are um, like people who have lost their loves uh, once and they have been like, uh, they faced like uh, horrific um, uh, like uh, stories and like uh, situations. So it's, uh, we, we need to, to say that these people's stories are valid and it should be included, it should be Absolutely. included also in medical, uh, in global uh, health education, mm -hmm. um, in, in all like universities uh, and uh, med um, education uh, institution. And also, um, I remember someone uh, said to me last year, I was talking about, um, uh, for me also providing health, care services should be linked to to uh, documenting war crimes. Uh, someone, I was arguing about that, how the UN system failed mm -hmm. in providing like the basic stuff for people who were in uh, besieged area in Syria. And someone told me, oh, this is your opinion. Uh, I was angry to be fair, because that person basically is saying that, uh, saying that my story, it's, it's, it's not worth to be told. Yeah. And especially I am the one who lived on uh, in that area. I am the one who have lived experience. And we feel it, it's, it's all, it's all um, also about power. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's ab about power that, oh, because this person is white, Western, like uh, a privileged person, basically his story or her story is m more valid than my story. Yeah. And uh, 
it's about power dynamics in like the whole humanitarian system and in whole like uh, 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 the way they approach and like um, uh, design all like humanitarian mm -hmm. uh, um, projects. So I think uh, this is one of the most important um, lesson to focus on people's story, people who basically have lived in this area who will serve their own community um and this is well, uh, because i always have problem with this like top-down hierarchical system yeah right. exactly yeah. exactly and it's it's create also additional layer of oppression absolutely so, yeah yeah absolutely it's it's so important to have these stories told and and have these voices listened to because yeah. nobody knows better than than the people that were actually there at the end of the day yeah I think uh, uh, also people like who are not in uh, like obviously they are trying to, to help people they are yeah, like good people but they have certain access to resources and mm -hmm. information that you are don't basically have it's it's about the collective work it's not yeah. uh, just uh, i could like survive and provide everything without you it's not like this but Collaboration also is so uh, yeah also to reflect on this di uh, power dynamics mm -hmm. within the humanitarian system right yeah. absolutely so did you ever come in contact with like any humanitarian aid organizations while you were on the ground doing all this work in besieged areas or anything like that? Uh, our project it was uh, funded by Syrian Medical Society, which is like okay. uh, a medical, uh, Syrian medical NGOs, okay. uh, NGO. So basically, yeah, it's a part of, uh, of our like daily uh, work, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Awesome. So no kind of um, like MSF assistance or anything? No, like no, that, no, you know? no. It's a, it's a basically an institution uh, led by Syrians. So right. It's, okay. uh, yeah, Even better. It's not, it's not international. It's uh, basically led by um, uh, basically Syrian who live in America. Okay. Uh, but, but also it was good because they had this uh, program uh, to... Um, educate uh, people on the ground. For example, lots of people who uh, um, uh, uh, people who are uh, were providing health uh, services. They didn't like have. Um, they didn't train uh, in specific areas, and they did didn't like have master degrees or like a speciality in the specific area so the syrian diaspora especially the uh, doctors uh, uh, they have this um, um, uh, telecom program okay. uh, it's it's uh, it's basically remote uh, uh, education the same uh, kind of system that we uh, basically um, got our like um, education last year so it's it's the same but it's uh, basically to help people in, in on the ground to to have access to like information training and all this kind of stuff and uh, i i'm talking about besieged area because we it was the uh, the the perfect solution because it's we couldn't leave the, our area it was like mm -hmm 
besieged completely. No one can like leave the city. But regarding like areas like northern Syria or even um, um, uh, southern Syria, they have uh, it, it's close to the Turkish border or the uh, Jordanian border. So people were um, basically medical uh, uh, professional. They were able to travel to, to to Turkey or Jordan and get like um, um, access to to workshops to uh, okay. to to to. to um, like a train on like uh, because we have this shift uh, career in Syria it's uh, basically an all like um, opposition control area uh, people didn't work just for um, in their like original field. speciality right. or field they do everything so okay. so it was um, uh, 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 great uh, that people also have like uh, continuous like training and education uh, and that basically led by the Syrian um, diaspora uh, medical professional okay amazing yeah so again kind of keeping it local. and it's it's yeah it's community yeah uh, initiative and it's the way that people basically trying to find their own solutions for the problems that they know better about. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so kind of shifting gears a little bit, but not too much to your work yeah. that you're doing with um, Women Now for Your Development, which is a yeah. um, feminist Syrian NGO um, in yeah. Turkey. Um, so obviously through this organization, you've, you've done a lot of work providing voices for women um, and women who are facing healthcare shortages and barriers to access and things like that. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about what kinds of issues you've um, tackled regarding these displaced Syrian women? Yeah, basically we we designed this uh, program to to help women to regain their voices. Right. Uh, because also in the way that the civil, uh, civil society deal with war crimes, that they tend to 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 not focus on the different experience that women have mm -hmm. or or have for example uh, when uh, obviously all people were like it's, it's not just women who uh, basically forced to be displaced and the, uh, the bro project we were like work on uh, work on, it was about specific kind of displacement in Syria. It's mm -hmm. about the um, conciliation agreement in Syria that uh, happened between the regime and Russia from um, one side and the militia from other uh, side. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, the, the result of this agreement that the regime forced especially activists to leave their own home or mm -hmm. their own cities. And um, they were transferred from their uh, cities to another opposition control um, area. This affects their ability to access their um, uh, um, like uh, HLB rights. It's basically about housing, land, and okay. properties uh, rights, and also affect their ability to have 
proper doc uh, documents. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, for example, many women had children during the siege. There is no birth certificate. There is no like uh, um, we have Syria in Syria something called family book. Mm -hmm. They don't have they don't have access to uh, like have passport. Okay. So it's it's about that crime because it's a uh, forced displacement it's, uh, amount to be war against humanity and mm -hmm. uh, war crime. It's not just about the crime itself. It's also about the consequences that basically um, uh, people are facing after being displaced. And this is affect every aspect of their lives. It's affect their ability to access any kind of services. It's a uh, not just uh, health services, also education, uh, educational uh, services. And also uh, the project is basically was to empower women to regain their voices because they have voices, but their voices been like silenced, silenced. exactly. Um, and give them all like information and all access to, 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 to have conversation with like policymakers and uh, um, other so, uh, civil society organization to to say that we were also as women we were forced to be displaced and we are experiencing self differently and also uh, when a woman like think um, about like uh, the future she's not just thinking about herself she's thinking about the whole family the whole right. community and uh, also how this like affect their mental health and all these like complex uh, uh, elements and uh, basically it's also to 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 say that uh, women voices should be like considered or especially victim or like survivor because uh, some people they say that they are still victims they didn't reach the survival uh, fate yeah exactly so this is important to say that in any like effort for justice right. women voices should be included and their own view to what justice is because justice mm -hmm. is broad uh, term uh, some people want to return to their home and course uh, safe voluntary uh, return um, and uh, some of them know they want like uh, go to courts some of them they want uh, um, uh, like um, have uh, uh, I forget the, the English uh, term to have like money it's, mm -hmm. it's called um, it's called in Arabic but in, I forgot what is in English. Kind so of like compensation and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's we don't have like one view of what justice is. Right. And always we are um, as women. Um, mm -hmm. I'm talking as uh, from at least my experience and um, the people who I have the uh, chance to to listen to, to to their stories. We have different approach to what justice is. And basically, our voices as victims of many war crimes are not considered in any political solution and mm -hmm. any like kind of like conversation or um, um, trying to like at least uh, adapt 
adapt in uh, like the new community that we transfer um, into. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of, again, talking about that intersection between conflict and health. Yeah. Um, in this context. And justice, yeah, because it's, you cannot uh, feel that you are in injustice situation gonna yeah. affect your mental health. It's it's Absolutely. it's it's health issue also yeah. to 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 try to to have this like voice mm-hmm. or try to 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 get her right. it's also part of like your mental health journey because it's not like just one point it's like different stages yeah. like a constant struggle day in and yeah day exactly out. yeah absolutely. exactly absolutely amazing um and kind of within that same context kind of the organization's goal and your role within that goal is kind of within the context of providing these women with those voices and empowering yeah. them through their ability to access education and um, understand their active role within their within their families as well as um, their communities to be able to regain that sense of justice that they're looking for right yeah yeah and also we we also trying to 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 provide some kind of like uh, knowledge production about women experience because Mm -hmm. again and if you read anything about any kind of history, you will find our conflict. Uh, you will find that, oh, where is the woman? They're not there, right? They're not there. I, I think also uh, pushing for like feminist kind of like knowledge production is a, a great way to preserve the women's stories and narrative and experiences. And basically, the organization, they have, um, they are still working on this uh, issue and they are uh, having this, uh, right now, um, uh, this project called um, uh, Areas uh, uh, Justice. Right, okay. Uh, Because in Syria, each uh, area have been subjected to different kind of war crimes and injustices. So even when when someone uh, say what Syrian woman, it's not it's not like like one experience. It's completely like broad, like uh, um, everybody's bringing something different to the table. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, and uh, everyone uh, experienced that uh, these years differently. Yeah, and it's, it's because it's related to their like economic uh, situation. It's an intersection between class and race and uh, yeah, economic stuff. Uh, uh, um, um, so it's it's you cannot just say that women are like experienced stuff in the same way. It's right. always different. Yeah. Kind of yeah. using awareness to bring yeah. these issues to the table and, and yeah. kind of help everyone understand that there's no blanket solution and that it's yeah. necessary yeah. to tailor these solutions. Yeah, yeah. And that you cannot uh, isolate health from other right, you can. injustice. Uh, in, uh, I'm not just talking about war crimes and also about uh, any kind of GBV because it's also affect. 
women ability to access health uh, mm -hmm. services. And also, for example, in 2000, 2013, um, Assad regime dropped uh, a chemical uh, pump on Eastern Ghouta. Uh, it's uh, it's famous one. It's mm -hmm. the first um, uh, because it's uh, uh, around one thousand and four hundred people were killed in one night. Uh, so women experience that war crime differently from men. Right. For example, because to 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 provide health services, you need to undress people mm -hmm. and wash their bodies. Mm -hmm. So for men, it was easier, right. uh, like all, like uh, they were like in, in, because all like uh, 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 schools and like uh, um, religious places turned to, to, to become like field hospital. And it's easy to undress man by another man and wash their bodies. For women, it's not. Mm -hmm. Women, some women, uh, basically women wait um like hours to wow. to be like provided with the same kind of yeah. because it's there is intersection between social norm yeah any man cannot undress women no absolutely not even male nurses right so that's why a woman like uh, get affected differently by this yeah. war crime absolutely kind of and yeah, absolutely. And affect their ability to, to access. It, it wasn't even because we didn't have any kind of like antidote mm -hmm. uh, for the, uh, 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 for sarin at that time. And it's only uh, about managing the symptoms. Mm -hmm. And this is affect a woman's ability to, to be treated and to basically stay alive. Yeah. Even, even in a sense taking it worse because of the fact that they weren't able to get treated as fast as yeah, yeah. men and kind of dealing with men. those after effects after yeah, exactly. sitting with the chemicals for so long. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's like we cannot isolate this kind of like social, like uh, economic stuff from uh, when we are talking about uh, um, um like providing medical health on on uh, the ground, it's a, it's, a, it's a, there is like political and social determinant of health need mm -hmm. to be always taken into consideration. Absolutely, amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank um, you for having me. Absolutely. Unfortunately, um, we do have to wrap up just so that we're not taking up any more of your time um thank you very much yeah absolutely but thank you again for taking the time to speak with us and have these obviously extremely important conversations it's been absolutely invaluable and i have personally learned so much from you and i hope our listeners can also take something with them today from this conversation yeah. um but yeah absolutely i hope to speak with you again really soon yeah, please. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. I really enjoyed our conversation. And thank you very much for having me again. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Conversations in Global Health. We hope it gave you an insight into the world of global health and that it inspired you to become inquisitive about these concepts and issues like it did for us. Be sure to tune into the next episode, Movement in Mind, the relationship between physical and mental health. 
Until next time, take care and stay well.